We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? Happy weekend. If you're listening to this on the weekend, maybe you're listening to this during the week, but this is the Best Bits podcast. I'm Morgan, and this is Just the Bits. So if you missed part one, I did an interview with Lunchbox. We caught up on life. He talked about his kids. We also talked about some foods, had a very strong debate about chips Lunchbox even gave me the lowdown on how he feels based on a romance poll. So pretty interesting stuff. Make sure you check that out on part one. This is part two where you just get to hear the bits without much interruptions besides me telling you what's happening. So coming in at number seven, Bobby helped out a listener named Merle who called into the show, wanted to surprise his wife with some news on the show. It was a really cute moment and Bobby helped him out. So definitely check this out. Number seven. Hey, Merle. Yes, sir. How you doing? It's Bobby. Hey, Bobby. I'm doing great. Yourself? Yeah, doing pretty good. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. I'm reading here that you want to surprise your wife with a trip to Nashville. Is she around right now? No, actually, I had to take some clothes to the dry cleaner, so she's not with me. So she won't know about this till whatever happens, happens. Yeah, okay. She doesn't even know we're going to. So to our listeners right now, uh, today is Thursday, May 12th. This is after the show on Thursday, and I saw Merle's call. And so... Just know this is recorded on Thursday, and you want to tell her on Friday, which if people are listening to this, today is Friday. Is that what the plan is? Yes. Yes. Today is Friday, and we're leaving at 8 o'clock to land in Nashville around 9 o'clock Nashville time, and she doesn't know any of this. So, and why are you surprising her? It's our 35th wedding anniversary. Wow. Wow. That's nice. That's awesome. Okay, I want to get back to that in just a second. So, okay, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to play this on the radio, and at... 8, 20 or so central, people are hearing this, 9, 20 eastern. Um, so just know that that's when it's going to happen. So make sure she's hearing this on the radio right now. Can you be sure to get her to a radio or buy a phone? By 9, 20? Yeah, because you're eastern time, right? Yeah, I'm eastern time. Yes, sir. This is on the air, Merle. I would like for you to say whatever you'd like to say to her or about her or whatever the surprise is. Have at it, buddy. Here, I'll set hey, you up. Here, hold on, I'll set you up. I'll set you up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, here's Merle. Hey, Kimberly, this is Merle. I'm sure you recognize my voice. 
Um, we're on our way to work. I'm sure you're surprised to hear this. Tonight, we're leaving for Nashville for our 35th wedding anniversary. You've always wanted to go. That's pretty cool. And you've never been, right, Merle? No, sir. What do you guys plan to do when you're in town? Uh, that's a good question. I've been hitting my son up. He's been to Nashville several times. In fact, he met you two years ago um, on Broadway. And so I've been hitting him up to say, where do we want to go and what do we want to do? <laughs> on Broadway? You sure wasn't an impersonator? Bobby, but, okay, so you guys are coming to town. Let me see here. I'm going to do something. So Friday night, I'm looking at my app here. Friday night, let's say... Well, you don't get in until... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me try Saturday. Amy, where should we send them to dinner if I can find... Oh, that's nice. Well, it's just... Oh, oh, you you don't have to do anything like that. I just wanted to surprise her. Oh, he knows he doesn't, but Listen, if you told me I had to, I wouldn't. Well, you're just going to book it, right? I mean, Yeah, you're just going to book it. No, no, I was... 35 years like this is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean I was thinking one of your favorite places but I, I don't I, we're not, so late on it I know that I, I can't oh 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 go how, how much you want to spend well what's what's the deal because I have a hookup you uh, know where I have a hookup but it uh, is can you get them in probably okay here's what I'm gonna do Merle let me text do you have a mm-hmm. I mean that this is gonna be good and don't don't do the card where you're like oh I don't want it just accept it that's pretty amazing do you have a okay. Venmo or a cash app or any of that uh, no, I got Zelle. But what, I don't know. Zelle, it's like yeah, Venmo. Yeah, Zelly. No, it's Zelle. like Venmo. It's like to bank. Does anyone have Zelle here? I do. Okay, so if I send you money on Venmo, Uh-oh, this is can you s- <laughs> This is risky, man. Can you send it to Merle? <laughs> yeah. Do you promise? Man. No, no, no. We're not messing around here. I do you guess. promise? I, okay. Merle, I'm going to send you and your wife to dinner. Okay, we're going to try to get you into one of our favorite places here. Well, you, may, you might want to ask them what kind of food they like. What if they don't it's like fine. this type of food? They'll like this place. Yeah, they'll like the place. It's Ever. good. Um, and then you guys go and have a great time. And, you know, once you get back into, I'll be gone. I'm going to Arkansas for graduation. So I will not be able to see you come up. We could come over to the house. Who knows? But, uh, call me after the weekend. You guys get back in town. Let me know how it went, but I will send you and your lovely wife to dinner. 35 years is awesome. And I appreciate right. you listening to the show. All right. It'd be awesome. Hey, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me. All right. And your wife, she is a lucky lady. By the way, Merle, A-plus name that I haven't heard in a long time. Oh, yeah. I like Merle. that. That's a good name. That's, that's a solid name. <laughs> there All right. you go. Merle, I'm going to put you on hold. Ray, would you get his info? Yep. All right. All right, Merle, talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Hey, thank you, Bobby. You're welcome. And Amy and Lunchbox and the whole crew. <laughs> All right. Eddie didn't get Congratulations. Well, if that restaurant falls through, I got chilies on the line. We're okay. good. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. We had Craig Morgan on the show this week. And if you listened to the bits with Lunchbox, then you heard that he was just a phone call. He wasn't actually in the studio, but that's okay because every time Craig Morgan comes on the show, he is hilarious. He's such a good dude. And Bobby asked him what he loves about every day of the week, you know, because his song, That's What I Love About Sundays, super fun moment. You just don't want to miss anything from this interview because there was also kind of a prank that happened with the rest of the show that we never let Craig Morgan in on. So here you go. Number six, the Friday morning conversation with Craig Morgan. There he is right now on the phone. And I tell you, Craig, I, I saw that you announced all these concert dates and it made me think I haven't talked to Craig in probably a few months. So one, I wanted to get you on the show because I just love you so much and talk about your tour. And then two, I just, as I was thinking about you last night, I have a lot of questions that I've never asked you. So welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, bud. Thanks for having me back. Where are you now? Uh, I'm actually out in Dixon, Tennessee right now buying tomato plants. <laughs> buying tomato plants for what? For your house here? 
from my garden, yeah. So you're not it. What's the deal on you here versus Alaska? Oh, uh, that's more winter time. You go to Alaska in the winter? I think it would be the opposite. <laughs> yeah, most people think that. Yeah, we spend our we spend our summers down near Florida. We have a place down there, and then we spend our winters over in Alaska. <laughs> I feel like I would run from Alaska in the winter. Okay, so here we go, Craig. Before we get to the tour and the meat and potatoes of this interview, I have a few questions that I was thinking about because you at one time were a police officer, and I wonder if – did you ever sing in your uniform with the badge on? Uh, yeah, I probably sang to myself a lot. <laughs> Do you think that you could have been the sing- like the singing sheriff, like on TikTok, if, if that would have happened – <laughs> 25 years later, if maybe you're Craig the singing sheriff and that's how you got your deal. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I, I was just too focused on, on doing that job. You know, it, only when I was riding around by myself or parked somewhere, maybe listening to something, singing along with the radio, did I sing. Otherwise, I was focused on situational awareness. Yeah, I know you say that, mm-hmm. but I yeah. don't know. Um, what about, did you have to get pepper sprayed to be a cop? Yes. What's your memories with that? I'd rather be tased three times as opposed to have to do pepper spray oh, once. It's that bad. Why? It's just brutal, man. It takes forever. You know, the tasing's over pretty quick. It hurts really bad initially. Uh, puts you to your knees and, you know, but, but the, the, uh, the uh, spray stays with you for some time. Well, I thought I would rather be sprayed than tased, but I guess now I'll choose the other option. All right, bring it in. We're going to do it on the phone now. He's going to listen in. Uh, Craig Morgan's on with us right now. The tour is happening. Uh, Tickets at craigmorgan.com. You're going to go October 19th all the way through the middle of November. When you go out and do this tour, like what's – are you doing all the hits, Craig? I'm going to be honest. I'm not doing them all. There's a few that we don't do because I opt to do some of the new stuff, new material. Um, and, and we have fun with it. You know, we might do a cover or two. Uh, I just want everybody to come enjoy the show. Now, having said that, uh, if we're in a place and, you know, we're we're good on time and someone yells out a particular song, the guys are prepared to play all the hits. Yeah. In fact, they're probably more prepared than I am. I, I don't remember all the words sometimes. <laughs> Will you play That's What I Love About Sunday, though? Oh, for sure. Okay, that's all I really wanted to know. I just wanted to ask it in a nicer way. Because <laughs> if I came to your show and you didn't play That's What I Love About Sunday, uh, I might walk out. Oh, wow. That's right. I agree. Hey, I agree with you. If I went to a show uh, and, and, and particular artists didn't sing a, a big, fat hit that they had, uh, I don't know that I was. I'd be t- kind of ticked off. So the problem is, you know, I had some songs that were hits that were just kind of like uh, so-so hits. <laughs> somebody, somebody, that that so-so hit was real important to someone coming. And so I've gotten text, you know, I can't believe you didn't do uh, whatever, you know. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, we only had so much time. <laughs> what about International Harvester? Yeah, for sure. Okay, good. No all right, we're good then. <laughs> I won't ask for a refund. We're all good. Mike, here's my second question for you. Craig Morgan's on with us. You guys can get tickets to his tour. Just go to his website, craigmorgan.com. What I'd like to do, because I know what you love about Sunday, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing this to you, this question. I'd like to know <laughs> what you love about the other days. Here we go. What do you love about Mondays? Go ahead, Craig. Monday is my Sunday. <laughs> oh, because it's like a day off. Artist, it's like yeah. his day. Okay. Correct. All right, I'll start. Let's do another one. What do you love about <laughs> Tuesdays? Steak night. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. We're right, at the, we're right to the point. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Steak you have steak night. every Tuesday? What? Why Tuesday? Every Tuesday. Uh, just what me and my wife have been doing. Okay, all right, all right. Here we go. Let's try the next one. What do you love about Wednesdays? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
I couldn't tell you what I do on a Wednesday. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Amy, you take Thursday. Go ahead. What do you love about Thursdays? That's when I get on the bus and head your way. Okay. Oh, that's nice. good. That's good. That's do pretty what? good. We only got two more days here. What do you love about Fridays? That's when I get to stand on my stage. Okay, we're good. good. Now he's got mm-hmm. the feel of it. We're, we're singing the song up. with each other. Good. One more. What, what do you love about Saturday? Bike ride and run before I play. Oh, every Saturday you go get a, a bike ride. You ever and wrecked? run? Yeah. You ever, oh, triathlon basically. You ever wrecked before yep. a show? Oh yeah, every I, I'm pretty wrecked. Every show. <laughs> he's like, yeah, every show, every Saturday. <laughs> no, but Saturday I do a long ride. How long is that? Fifty plus. Jeez. Wow. Oh my. Are you not tired when you get on stage? No, not at all. It gives me energy. I walk on the treadmill before a show and I'm like, uh, I can't even do it. Uh. <laughs> all right, Craig Morgan is on with us. We, what we're going to do in a second, we're going to play a new unreleased song that Craig has sent up. I haven't even heard it yet, but we're going to play that. We're going to talk about Bro, it. The rest of the show you. have questions for you as well that they have prepared that probably are not as stupid as mine <laughs> where I sing them to you. And let, Craig will be in Green Bay October 19th, Mason City, Iowa on October 20th, and Wisconsin Dells October 21st, Bristol, Tennessee on October 29th, Jackson, Mississippi on November 4th. Now the show would like to ask you a question. Up first is Amy, my co-host. Amy, Craig Morgan's on. What would you like to ask him? Hey, Craig. Uh, so, hi, Amy. Hi. How are you feeling right now? I feel great. There you go. If you're referring to the tour, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to get out there and play some of this new music, uh, one of which is the new song that you guys uh, just played, uh, some other new things. I, I got something I just wrote I'm going to be doing out there that ain't even on. I mean, the label don't even have it. We don't have a demo, much less an album cut on it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I like that Craig's like breaking stuff now. Let's just make one up right now and sing it. He's like, we'll do one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Amy, that's a great question. Pretty generic. Yeah. Do you have another one? I do. Okay, here we yeah. go. What did you eat for breakfast? <laughs> Three cups of coffee. That's it? That's my breakfast. I generally don't eat breakfast. Oh. Wow. Damn. <laughs> they say it's the most important meal of the day, but I, I'm in Not for you. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go over to Eddie, our video producer. Eddie, Craig Morgan's on. What would you like to ask him? Yeah, why? Uh, I don't eat breakfast because I don't need, the, I don't need it for fuel. See, for me, I, I approach food a lot different than most people. A lot of people approach food as a an experience and so on and so forth. For me, food is fuel. That's it. Uh, not to say that I don't enjoy my steak on, on Tuesday, Tuesday nights. Night. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday night <laughs> steak night, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I'm, I'm a carb guy. I kind of watch my cars pretty close. And uh, I've learned that I don't really need as much as my mind once told me I did. Uh, Lunchbox, one final question for Craig Morgan. Then I want to ask him about this TV show he did, but go ahead. What you watching? Dude, I'm, I'm hooked on this Netflix uh, Making Anna or something like that. Inventing. Inventing, oh, Inventing yeah. Anna, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, love it. I'm pretty hooked <laughs> on that. <laughs> I know, it's like a, it's the weirdest thing, but I'm, I'm enjoying that show quite a bit. Hey, tell us about the show that you did where you were out in the jungles in Panama. Like, how hard was this show really? You've done it all. How hard was it for you? What was that experience like? Uh, Beyond the Edge. Yeah. The show. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest. It, for me, it wasn't that difficult. It's, like you said, I've been there, I've done that, and still do. Uh, in fact, when we talked about it, you know, I go to Alaska and live off-grid for two or three months. Uh, now, I am in a cabin, and I do have a lot of luxuries there because uh, I, I do off-grid living, not survival living. 
uh, and there's a difference. Um, but this was more of a survival thing, but it was something I was well prepared for. Uh, I'm, I've been in Panama before. I'm well aware of the food resources that are available. I'm aware, well aware of all of the uh, things that want to bite you, uh, sting you, eat you. Uh, so I, I had a lot of working knowledge. So for me, it was a lot of fun. It was like taking a you know, a survival vacation. But uh, I can't say the same for everyone else, but, and, and not that they weren't any more capable. They just had never experienced that. I mean, you know, so it was – and on top of that, it was like running a triathlon every day and then going back and trying to find food and water and do all the things that you had to do to get through the day. Lunchbox, one final question for Craig Morgan. Favorite city? Oh, my goodness, this is tough. I'm going to have to say – Mine out North Dakota. <laughs> I like. Hey, I loved it there. Super nice people. It's cold. Craig likes cold. Yeah, this is crazy. Great people. Craig cold. Likes, yeah. I don't like cold. Eddie, one final question for Craig Morgan. Go ahead before we go. Where? He said, <laughs> "Mine out North Dakota." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eddie doesn't listen. All right, listen. There he is. I'm going to say it one more time. Craig Morgan. He is out. He is doing shows. I hope you guys go. And if you see him on a Saturday night, know that he is. Ridden his bike 50 miles Andy and also ran. done a run before yeah. that show. And if you happen to run him to him on a Tuesday afternoon, just know he's going to be eating steak later that night. I feel like we've learned so much about him. Uh, so go to craigmorgan.com to get tickets. Is there anything that I missed? I mean, I'd also encourage you guys to read his new memoir that came out, God, Family, and Country, that came out at the end of last year, like September, October. So that's out. Nope. Oh, Coming. Oh, it's this September? Oh, I was wondering why, because yeah. I, I hadn't read it yet, and I was like, I'm not a good friend. So it's this <laughs> oh, no, September. Trust me, you'll get a book. Okay, You're good. You're going to get it. I thought I missed it, and I was just... Uh... You'll get it before it's available, bud. All right. L- last thing. I remember now what triggered this call. I saw you were doing your tour, <laughs> and long ago I said, hey, Craig, we really need a tour t-shirt. And Craig <laughs> promised me a tour t-shirt, and you know who doesn't have a tour t-shirt from Craig Morgan? Come on. You know who still doesn't have it? Me. Yeah. That's right. Eddie, <laughs> ask him who. <laughs> no, <I'm> good. <laughs> that's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. I'm still shirtless, Craig. Uh, I have to give you one of the older ones. That's right. Yeah. That's, yeah. They're Vintage. Hard, they're hard to find. We're, yeah. we're these guys. All of my guys. You're not going to believe this because, of course, you asked this question. Now they have literally been on Etsy and everywhere trying to buy up old Craig Morgan T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying they've been looking for me one or looking for you to have old ones? Looking for one for your wife. That's right. That's who it's for. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I could do that. I go to Etsy and try to find one. Okay. No, no. No, no. I got your T-shirt coming. And we'll make sure you get one of the new. Both of you have one, and you'll have to wear it on the show, the New God Family Country Tour T-shirt. Okay. We're there. We cannot wait to see you in town here, but Craig Morgan's all over. You guys go to craigmorgan.com. The book comes out in September, uh, which I was very confused why. I thought it was this past September, and I thought Craig and I weren't near as close because he never <laughs> sent me a book. Uh, other than that, hey, man, uh, good luck with those tomato plants. And, you know, I love you, and I'll see you soon. Thanks a bunch. Look forward to seeing you all. All right. Craig Morgan, everybody. It's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan number 2. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This was a hot topic in on number five. Eddie heard his kids using a word and he was like, nope, you can't use that in this house. It's not okay. And pretty much the entire show did not agree with what he thought, but a lot of our listeners did. So listen for yourself in case you missed this bit from the week and tell us your thoughts. Maybe you're on Eddie's team or maybe you're on the rest of the studio's team. Number five. Okay. Eddie caught his boys saying something inappropriate. By the way, uh, for our audience, how old are your boys? So I have a 13-year-old, I have an 8-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 3-year-old. And which of those four were these, saying this? These are the two middle boys, 7 and 8, and they're in their bedroom. Like first, second grade? Yes, okay. first, second, exactly. Go ahead. And I'm walking by the room, and I hear, oh, yeah, they're talking about this girl, right? And one of them goes, dude, she's so hot, bro. And I go, what did I just hear? They're 7 and 8 years old. So I go in, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Oh, we're just talking about, you know, so-and-so and... And so-and-so thinks she's, she's pretty hot. I don't think she's that hot, but she thinks she's that hot. And I'm like, guys, let's let's not do that. Like, we're not... The word hot... Let's not use the word hot when you're talking about someone's physical... Oh my well, but, but, well, if you're going to use any word to talk about somebody's physical appearance... Pretty. She's pretty? She's not okay, pretty. Okay, but, but your, your, your argument's not the same. What do you mean? If you're going to say, let's not talk about someone's physical appearance... No, no, no. Pretty, I said use the word hot. Okay, so I'm just making sure we're, we're on that. Just so you can't go, I told him we shouldn't judge someone by their physical nah, appearance. I didn't say that. Perfect. You're I didn't just say that. saying the word hot. I said, guys, you're, you're, you're too young to say, like, someone's hot or not. You don't even know what hot means. Now, I think Eddie... I think oh it's my a, goodness. I'm, not no, no, no. I'm not a parent, but I think it's a bit absurd. That's why I wanted you guys to weigh in on this. Go now, ahead. guys, don't you, me, Lunchbox, like, we know what hot is. We say hot. Hey, dude, she's pretty hot, right? We've said it for years. But a seven and eight-year-old, I don't think they even know what that means. And if they heard them saying, calling the girl hot, like, if the girl heard that, they would get offended. Like, what are you talking about? That's what? that's very rude. I think if you're walking walking by and they were like, man, she's sexy. That's probably too much for a seven or eight year old. Or if your eight year old's like, that girl's bonerific. You'd be like, well, son. Well, yes, I would have a lecture there too. Yes, I think those are probably Stop. the levels. Well, where's hot in that level? It's, hot. It's fine. Hot I is mean, like the nicest thing you can say. Let's go to Amy. Amy. <laughs> Amy, think you, about this. You, Lunchbox and I obviously were dudes. We're like, hot's easy. It's not offensive. That's what we think. Seven and eight year old, mm-hmm. can they say hot? I. I don't understand the issue here, and I feel like he made it a bigger deal, and now I, I, 
I would my my son is eleven, <laughs> but even back when he was seven, if he was like, "Oh, she's hot," I don't know that I would really have a a long lecture about it. If you wanted to have a lecture about them talking about someone physically, like respecting, yes, people. I think that's. But that's I wanted to make sure. No, that's why but I any, made sure you weren't going to turn it into this. I didn't say because like, you said you can say pretty, but you can't say hot. Well, yeah, I mean, it's normal no, to the narrative think here. someone is pretty or not. Looks it's, are that's relative. Normal. But is pretty not the same thing yeah, as it hot? Is. Like, it I mean, it's just saying it's semantic. It's a word. Eddie, you are the most overprotective, overreactive parent. That is so insane. Overreactive, true. And, and Goodness, that the, helicopter is just, oh. Eddie just said, we say we say all the time, we've been saying for years, girls are hot. So, totally. like, Eddie, where did they get it from? They what? probably got it from you. No, no, well, yeah, like, I'm walking around my kids saying, she's hot. I can't <laughs> even say that around my wife. She'd be like, what are you talking about? Smack. No, I can't. They didn't get it from me. They got it but from I, the school, I, I don't obviously. I they got it from. I don't think hot is in any way a bad thing to say if you're just judging it on the word. That's seven years old. Correct. So they're walking around, bro. They're like, you know. Oh, what, are they drinking a beer? Well, you're acting I mean, like they're I mean, walking around drinking a beer. It, it, it sounded like I was walking by a bar. And I'm like, what is going on the in here? The worst thing they're saying is somebody's hot. I think you're doing pretty good. And are well, they walking you. around? They were in their the privacy of their room. Oh, so whatever happens in there is cool. That's well, not what she's saying. Well, then what are you saying? I, I'm saying like you're <laughs> acting like they're in public every day. Like every woman that walks by, they're like, hey, hottie. Hey, what's up? You're that hot. would be different. That's different. You can't speak to someone hey, like that. It's a gateway. You start in the room okay. saying someone's hot. And then next thing you know, you're at the mall doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah, dropping your kids off at the mall? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Next couple you're years. You're old over there at uh, Foot Locker. <laughs> Who feels sorry for Eddie's kids? They're cool. They're good. I mean, I, I think Eddie's a good dad, but I just don't know that oh, I would man. react Guys, in that there way. There was no way I was going to walk by that room and just let that happen. I had to say something. Dude, it's yeah, how they're smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, dude, you act like they're drinking from the bottle. Hey, if I walk by and they're smoking cigarettes, what? it's trouble. Well, yeah. Grounded for life. Well, yeah, duh. Well, well yes, we, we, we agree with you on that one, but hot? Yeah, okay, so let's vote here. Everybody, I want everybody oh, voting. If you're gosh. on this show... Does anyone side with Eddie that a seven or eight year old shouldn't say that someone privately In to, their their, room, to their brother, their brother. is Bro, hot? Bro, she's is, hot. Is hot. Does anyone agree with Eddie? Wow. Scuba. No. Oh, Mike's even on. <laughs> yeah. He said no, not at all. Gosh. <laughs> everyone feels this is ridiculous. If you do, say I. I. Wow. It's okay. everyone? Yeah. Morgan? Yeah. That's me too. Sorry, Eddie. <laughs> now, oh. your kids. You know, you're, yeah. ch- you're chilling your beans. It didn't feel right, so I felt like I needed to say something. But you brought it up and said, hey, I said this, Is it, and we all think that you are inappropriate, okay. not your kids. Oh, I'm the inappropriate. <laughs> we think you're inappropriate. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Uh, let, you want to hear someone who agrees with you, though? Yes. I don't, I don't want you to feel alone. Oh, I'm sure that's not the only caller. Well, it is, but <laughs> I saved them here so you could have a teammate, an ally. All right. This is Brittany in Lubbock, Texas. Ray, if you could put her on. Uh, Brittany, good morning. Thank you for calling. Good morning. How are you guys? We're pretty good. What do you think about this? I agree with Eddie. I completely agree with him. I've got a seven-year-old daughter, and then I've got two nieces, eight and six. And what's funny is that not that long ago, my oldest niece, they were in, all three of them were in the room, and she said, this boy was hot, and I thought the exact same thing. I was like, that is not appropriate for y'all to say. I mean... Older, it's not so bad, but just coming out of your little eight-year-old mouth, it just doesn't, it doesn't sound okay. I'm sure it seems weird. Yeah, very weird. Because a weird. kid is just talking like an adult. 
and your parent and your rules and you're a good parent and everybody out there, this is not parent shaming. This is just Eddie asking no. if we think he's crazy. And the yeah, answer I is brought yes. it to you guys. The yeah. answer is yes. I think hot's fine as long as they're not walking around and going, hey, lady, what's up, hot stuff? Hey, well, after, hot. after that lecture, they're definitely not going to be walking around saying that stuff. They don't walk around at all. They just sit in the room. You just invent walking around stories. No. Uh, thank you very much, Brittany. We appreciate that. I hope you have an awesome day. And thank you for lending us your perspective. Okay, y'all have a good one. All right, glad Eddie could have a teammate. She sounds smart. I'll give you her number, a little focus group, a little support group after this. <laughs> Let's go. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. We heard finally the breakdown, Lunchbox's top 10 cringeworthy moments from the last several years. And if you didn't cringe when you originally heard them, you may just cringe listening to the top 10. It was a great time reliving some of these moments. And also on the best bits part one, Lunchbox said he has no regrets and he doesn't understand why anybody felt cringy about these things. So definitely listen right now to relive all of them, especially in case you've never heard them before. So here is Lunchbox's top 10 cringeworthy moments. Number four. All right, here we go. Lunchbox's 10 cringiest moments of the last five years as compiled by us. Lunchbox does not know the list. Number 10. When Lunchbox revealed his mom had to give him a naked sponge bath after having surgery. <laughs> yes, 100%. But you're an adult man. As a kid, I get it. Yes, I'm an adult man, but I can't. I had surgery on my ankle, so I had to lay in the bathtub, and I could not. Yes, I had to lay in the bathtub, and I had to put my foot out of the bathtub, so I couldn't wash all the way down my legs and everything. It's, no. So I had my mom do it for me. No. She's seen me naked. But you didn't have to be naked. She's you're an adult. Seen me you're naked. an adult man. You're an adult man. <laughs> But your what, arms she, weren't broken. It was your yeah. foot. Like, you had to hang your foot. Like, you can bathe yourself. Nothing yeah, about you, this makes sense. But do you know how far the, no. deep the bathtub is and you put your foot up and then by that point you, you're way up here and your foot's way above your head? The only point is your mom did not have to see your... Yeah. Well, yeah, but now how would I be clean? Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Lunchbox's 10 cringiest moments when he called the cops on his neighbor's graduation party. Mm. No, I called the cops on my, their graduation party because we were during the pandemic, height of COVID, and it said you were not allowed to have a gathering of more than 10 people, and they had at least 30 to 40. But what was that doing to hurt you? Yeah. And what was that doing for They any- weren't following the rules. We were trying to get out of the pandemic. We were trying to follow the rules so COVID would not spread, and they were choosing to ignore the rules. And look, the longer they didn't follow the rules the longer I had to be in lockdown and I didn't want to be in lockdown anymore so you think you calling and splitting up that graduation party yes breaks up the super spreader event (laughs) that one was pretty cringy very when he admitted he had called the cops number eight and I have a clip for this one the time lunchbox attempted stand-up comedy it all started during a post show where we brought up the topic of me doing shows and Mike D doing shows and Lunchbox claimed he could do stand-up because it was so easy. So Mike took him to an open mic night, and he, it was so much cursing during the four-minute set, we couldn't play most of it. But here is a clip of the... Of, of the, of the What they're writing down here is a bomb. Here we go. And I always say, you never know who you're sleeping next to. So I kind of had an incident like this with my wife a little bit ago. I went and got LASIK, you know, or you fix your eyes. I wake up the next morning... I roll over. I said, what the hell have I been sleeping next to? <laughs> Thought I knew? Had no idea. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. 
Ooh, that's a bad one. Yeah. Oh, they seem no. to like it. Oh, uh, not really. You just said. I think they were liking. There's... Two two things. I think they were liking the awkwardness of it mm -hmm. until you just called your wife ugly. Yeah. <laughs> For the sake of a joke. Yeah. Yeah. You said... That's what you do in comedy, guys. It doesn't matter. Nothing's off limits. Okay. Uh, what is wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. Good. <laughs> it's a funny joke. Crowd liked it. That's Number what you gotta seven. Do. Lunchbox claiming he was so famous and then going up to a tour bus and nobody knowing who he was at all. Here you go. Hey, y'all know where I can find Lunchbox? Hey, you guys know where I can find Lunchbox? Don't worry, I'll wait. You can take pictures. Yeah, if you can just show me where Lunchbox is, yeah, it's me. Good to see you guys. <laughs> he said, show me, and that's me in the same second. And that silence is everyone looking confused. Like, <laughs> who is this guy? And at number six, Lunchbox creeping out Gwen Stefani, and he was told, oh, don't touch her. Man, I saw her at the hotel in Vegas, the Cosmopolitan. She was trying to leave out the front doors, and I ran up, Gwen, Gwen, can I get a picture? Can I get a picture? And she turns around. She's like, fine. I go to put my arm around her, and she goes, no touching. And so I had to do the two thumbs up in <laughs> oh. front of her, like, hey, hi. And it was very awkward on her part. Oh, like, so you I, agree, awkward. No, it wasn't cringy, cringy on my on part. No, it wasn't cringy at all? How is it cringy? Like, that's cringe on her. She should be ashamed of herself, not me. You tried oh. to you, you tried to just throw your arm around she her waist. She doesn't know you. You what do you do when you're in a picture with a celebrity? You put your arm around them. You don't just stand there with your hands by your side. You put your arm around them. That's what you do. Did she agree to the picture already? Yeah. Yeah. She was like, sure. And I, she turned around and I go to put my arm around her and around her waist or her shoulder? Shoulder. And they said, no touching. And I was like, Okay, two thumbs up. <laughs> I mean, that's cringe on her. That's all on her. That's nothing on me. That's just me being excited to see someone famous in the public. And Maybe the story the is just cringe. Yeah. I mean, I, did, I I was running after her with my suitcase. Okay, see, oh my like, gosh. it always it drips worse. out at the She's end. Like, it's like, what's so cringy about it? Like, she had a couple bodyguards, and I had my suitcase, and I was I was in the check-in line at the hotel, and I saw her, and I was like, I jetted out of the check-in line. I was, I was going to get that picture. The top five coming up in the next segment. Oh, man. Okay. I'm not even cringe that I mean, yet. if those were in the bottom five, mm -hmm. I can't even. Do you have more? Like, oh, yeah. And they uh, get better. Two words. Lauren Elena. Oh, yeah. definitely. Number five. Happened on the show where Lunchbox is trying to interview Guy Fieri at a chicken restaurant in oh, town. Oh, my goodness. This one just happened yesterday. Terribly awkward. Make sure you're listening to the Bobby Bone Show. I don't know who you are. You are in my face more than anybody. So, Jelly D, at least explain to me who you are. My name is, yeah, I'll tell you. No, I know who Bobby Bones is. I don't know who he is. I'm Lunchbox. I'm okay. on the morning show. Lunchbox, you I'm, better be legit. If you're, getting, I'm, I'm, if you're in my grill about all this, I'm, I'm going to find the governor. That felt so, oh, that oh beginning God. of that. Ugh. He's looking around. He's like, can someone explain to me who this guy is? <laughs> I mean, I was tapping him on his shoulder trying to get that line oh, up for the show. Oh, you're touching him. He's touching. He loves touching people. He loves touching people. Number four. When he kept Dirk's Bentley's medallion after oh the gosh. CMA dinner. No, this is horrible. This is horrible. Horrible. So, would you like to tell the story, Amy? Oh, okay, so yeah, we were at this really, really fancy CMA dinner thing. For I people mean, that have won the CMA award. Quite honestly, we didn't belong there, you know? Right. Uh, but I guess we won radio stuff. So anyway, we're there, and like somehow jokingly... Lunchbox gets Dirk's medallion and Dirk's is fully expecting to get it back. But Lunchbox straight up keeps it. 
And I mean, this is a very special thing for any artist. And of course, they won it. And Lunchbox like thinks that Dirk really gave it, it to him. It takes it home. No, takes I, it yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. Listen, let me tell you how yeah. it went down. This is how it went down. You go to the CMA dinner, right? And everybody that is nominated gets a medallion. Well, we didn't get a medallion, even though we were nominated. So I thought that was weird. And so I was just talking to Durst. I was like, man, we were nominated. We didn't even get a medallion. He goes, here, you can have mine. And he put it around my neck and walked away. Kidding. He, it was a joke. It was a joke. Oh, really? Then why didn't he come back and get it? Why did he right, give it? Because you left and took it home. No. <laughs> Because he put it around my neck and walked away. I didn't walk away. You don't think before you left to go home, you'd been like, dude, here's your medallion back. Hey, yeah. he knew I, where I was. He knew I was there. If he wanted it, he could have come and got it. And how long it, did you keep it? Uh, like three weeks. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was Until Bobby made me give it back. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. When it's someone you gives you done. something, you take it. Okay. And it was cool to have Dirk Bentley's medallion. Like, you know where that medallion is right now? He has no idea either. Exactly. So I would have had that hanging on the wall like, hey, Dirks gave that to me. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, Lunchbox trying to sell a picture of Sam Hunt and his wife. Oh, oh my gosh. Mm. Why is that cringeworthy? This is terrible. That I had to buy so I wouldn't go to TMZ. That, no, no, no. That's like the picture. That, that Really, that's re more valuable now because it's really like the first picture of them reconciling. Getting back together. What like was cringier? Him trying to sell it or the fact that he took, he hid in a car and took the picture? Oh, that's they're pretty like even. I mean, around. I pulled up at a four-way yeah. stop. <laughs> I was going to pick up some lunch, and they just happened to walk right in front of my car, and I was like, what in the world? So I had to pay the money that TMZ was going to pay to get the picture. Plus oh. a dollar. Plus a dollar. So he wouldn't sell the picture. Man, I still think about that. that I mean, he pretty... really was on Cutting Edge News. I was. It Number was... two. Lunchbox. Number Thank two. you. Lunchbox is beef with Chris Jansen. About trying to take his whole family to an industry event. Somebody at Chris's label said, no, that's too many people. So then Lunchbox got on what you got on social media. I got on. No, I, I came on here and said there's a beef. I told you, hey, listen, Chris Jansen didn't allow my family when his t album title is all in. And I said, obviously, that's not accurate because not everybody was welcome all into his party. It was only some people got into his party. Then he on social media said, I'll give you a gift yeah, card. Yeah, he, he went on there and said, my bad. We messed up. I no. know we, we're bad. <laughs> We, we want to correct this, and they gave me a. He gift never card. said any of that. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, never said no, no. My bad. that's what he heard, though. No, that's basically yeah. what he's saying. When when he gives you that, that's an apology, saying, "Hey, we messed up. Let us make it right." And he brought me a gift card for what was it, two hundred fifty dollars? Yes, the Roots, Roots Chris Chris. Golly, that's gonna be a nice dinner. You haven't gone yet? Not yet. Got to find a babysitter. Cringy. Number one. Lunchbox posting pictures of Lauren Elena at Chipotle. Uh, yeah, I was eating lunch at Chipotle, and I was sitting there. And all of a sudden, Lauren Elena walks in. I'm like, man, this is great. I'm going to see what she does. And she comes in by herself, and she orders, and she sits down. She starts eating by herself. Then she goes outside, takes a phone call, comes back. And her journal all this? Uh, <laughs> basically. He's like, she's at a restaurant. He's like, can't and, and see And her what friend came and joined her. And then Lauren Elena went to get some a refill on a water or whatever. And she spilled it all over the floor. And she kept saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me clean that up for you. And they had to clean it up. And I snapped a couple photos of her at Chipotle. That's the not, it wasn't just about you taking a couple pictures of her. It was, that, it was, it was like that they were all from the back. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was, she was, was sitting with her back to me. But you know her. Exactly, and, and it's all from the back, and I think she was in yoga pants, yeah. and it just felt weird. And everybody, and it was like paparazzi, no, like no, ew. It wasn't like I was zoomed in on her backside. It was her whole body. It was just she happened to be in, like her back happened to be <laughs> to me. So know. you're not allowed to. It take, was weird. I just wanted to post the weird. pictures, and then then everybody starts to come after him. <laughs> 
But yeah, those people are idiots. It's weird. I, I don't think that's cringy. You see a celebrity in public, you take a picture, even if it's the back of them. I mean, if they're walking away, you're not allowed to take a picture now? Is you that, know her. Is you, that the rule? You know her, and it was her butt in yoga pants six feet away. What's crazy? He's disagreed with every single one on this list. Oh, so none of them are cringy? I didn't find any of those cringy. <laughs> All right. I mean, I felt cringy for Gwen Stefani because that was her fault. Yeah. Okay. Cringy for her. Well, thank you for... Doing all these non-cringy things. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Man, you guys came up with a weak list. Hey. What's yours, Eddie? Do you have a favorite of all that? Well, I think number one is for sure my favorite on the list because it was so cringy. Yeah, it was. Lauren uh, Elena. I, I, was mean, in, he, I was in another country working and I, and we were going through the controversy. Dude, I, I'm thinking about it right now being like, oh, why would he do something like that? I mean, it was... Let me tell you, I got a text from her. She goes, oh, that's really funny. And then like an hour later, she goes, after thinking about it, I think you should take those down and exactly. never do that again. We didn't know you got the text from her. Yeah, and I was like... Well, that's weird. Someone well, got- you know her. She has your number to text you. Wow, this cringe level just got higher. She texted cringy. him yeah. saying take oh. him down. Did, did you take him down or did Morgan take it down? Well, I had to take him down. I mean, I had some on my social media and I was like, you know, oh. and there was other artists chiming in with their two cents and... Oh. I hate how this makes me feel. Yeah, me too. See, there we go. <laughs> this is not and good. that's the clear winner. Thank I, you. And we'll post the pictures so you guys know. No, we're, we're not posting <laughs> the pictures. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. It was a big day in country music, not on this Thursday, but we did a throwback Thursday. And on this date, there were so many things that happened in country music. And y'all love hearing some history. This one definitely has a lot of history about country music from Elvis Presley, Willie Nelson, George Strait, Garth Brooks, Brooks and Dunn. Just fun facts about country music for this throwback Thursday. Number three. Today, being Thursday, there are just so many cool things that have happened in country music, and we don't always do Throwback Thursday, but let's do it now. Bobby Bones Show. Throwback Thursday. It's good stuff. 1957 will start. Elvis Presley, all shook up, tops the Billboard country chart. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my hands are shaking and my knees are weak. I can't seem to stand on my own two feet. Oh, come on. I thought Elvis wasn't country. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> Let me say. and Jelly Roll tell you a few things. <laughs> Elvis from Mississippi, man. That's awesome, dude. You don't get any more country. Then you know what happened was they kind of said, okay, Elvis, well, you're not going to be rock. You're not going to be pop. And he just got so big. But yes, yeah. Country Music Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, baseball Hall of Fame? Oh, really? Oh, uh, isn't all the Hall <laughs> of Fame? Making that one up. I think he's also, but in like the Christian Music Hall of Fame. It's awesome. Um, in 1984, and Eddie and I went Halloween as these two folks one time. Willie Nelson and Julio Iglesias hit the top of the chart. Yes. With, to all the girls I've loved before. All the girls I've loved before. And I was Willie, and Eddie was Julio. He's that makes sense. Hispanic, Spanish fella. I was naturally dark. He's like Eddie. Say it. Say it yourself. I am. I don't want to put that on you. (laughs) And I went singing like that whole one. All the girls I've loved before. Good costumes that year. It was good, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Did this make Willie an international star? I mean, this got him to a new level, right? I would just have to base it on what I've read, or I I was on. I mean, Eddie was three. Well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, this is a long time ago. We're really dialed in. Eddie, you tell us. Well, because yeah, Julio, yeah, yeah. Julio was an international star. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming this collaboration made Willie, like, really, really big. Sure, it introduced him to a new audience. Yeah. Today in 1990, Travis Tritt scored his first number one with Help Me Hold On, Jim. Help Me Hold On. Yes. Man, I love Travis Tritt's music so much. It is such a sound of me being... 9 to 15 
just there's like 15 songs that I just I'm like man I love it which just hurts he's blocked me on Twitter you yeah. know yeah but that's okay you can still, still enjoy <laughs> it his music still blocked I don't know anytime I try to go look it it, it blocks it says you can't go here <laughs> I don't know I just it says back off unless it's like yeah. a cookie or something yeah yeah that's that's a tough one ah Travis Tritt. Mm. uh today in 1991 George Straits if I know me number one if I know you if I know me You guys love that one? Love it. Yeah, I'll turn this, this car around <laughs> I won't go halfway through town And I'll be sorry I'll stop That one to me is that it's not uh, <laughs> not that substantial. Oh, he, that, that one. Yeah. But, but that you line. guys are big Texas. George Strait, number one. I had his Garth. Too. Uh, I'm a Garth guy, but man, I grew up listening to George. Yeah. But being from Everything. Texas, I bet they were just bigger to you. Yep. Oh yeah. And did you hear that line? That's that I, kids these days won't understand. I had to stop and call. Pay phones. <laughs> like he had to pull over. Today in 1993, Brooks and Dunn claimed three honors during the ACMs Album of the Year. They won Top Vocal Duet and Single of the Year. And here's a little Brook, Brooks and Dunn. You know, we talked about songs you shouldn't sing at karaoke. That one is a lot of fun, but it starts really tough because it's that big. I uh, saw the light. It's just out of nowhere. I saw the light. And you're like, <laughs> almost have a seizure when the song starts. I, I tried to sing that once with the guys from Lanco at a, at a Dirks show once. And I, I did the front, I went, huh, and I was like, I can't do it. So Uh-oh. I just, I just, mount. <laughs> <laughs> they were, I, I'm I sure they carried it and you. let them do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up in 1998, Garth Brooks' six-disc box set, the limited series, debuted in the Billboard Top 200. It sold over 372,000 copies. It had uh, this song here, Much Too Young. And the white line's getting longer, and the saddle's getting cold. I'm much too young to this demo. Today in 2001, Tim McGraw received an honorary doctorate of humanities from the University of Louisiana at Monroe. I felt that, Tim McGraw. And in 2004, Rascal Flatts' Mayberry. Very underrated Rascal Flatts song. I think it's rated high. And you probably wouldn't go top five if you're asked. But then when you hear it, you're like, dang, that might be be like four or five. Yeah, that's good. Will you play that again from the top, Ray? The the first part of that? I miss Mayberry Sitting on the porch drinking ice cold cherry yeah, that's a good one there. Yeah. Na, 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 na. That's a jam. Well, so there you have it. That's a good throwback Thursday, huh? It's a lot it's really for one good. day. It makes me want to go back to all of those times, including the Elvis one. Like, Make- I experienced that. Yeah, the trouble with that is, like, medicine, travel. <laughs> Me- oh, like, oh, yeah. Lack I mean, of medicine. Technology. technology. I get no it. internet. Yeah. I know, but Cars still. that, yeah. <laughs> No AC. It's all that stuff. It makes me not want to go back. Yeah. yeah. So, but pretty cool. Pretty cool. I bet Willie and Julio, that was probably like a mat. That was probably like FGLBB Rexa. You know for what I'm sure, saying? For sure. Maybe bigger bones. I'm saying. <laughs> if I had to guess, you know, that song bigger. was everywhere. I bet every, I bet every kind of station you put it on. Yeah. Yep. It was true. like, to all the girls I've loved Ooh. before. It was meant to be. It'll be. Oh, yeah. Okay. It'll be. Baby, I was meant to be. Yeah, maybe. That's a good one. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This segment was featured in Lunchbox's top 10 cringeworthy moments, but it also deserves a little moment on its own because, boy, did this make us all cringe when we heard this happen on the show. Lunchbox, in quotation marks, interviews, in quotation marks, Guy Fieri. He had a restaurant opening in Nashville. Lunchbox went, asked a lot of questions. He selfie mode the whole video. Like, it was a thing, right? Let's just say we may not have, you know, Guy Fieri's support after this interview. Nobody really knows. So uh, just hear it for yourself. Number two. I haven't heard this yet, but I'm being told this could be on the list of Lunchbox's most cringiest moments. I thought how you told me that you set up an interview with Guy Fieri. Yeah. And that you talked about food and life and we were going to play it back. But that's not what happened. No, that's not what happened. I got an insider tip that he was opening a chicken restaurant in town and that he was going to be dropping by the chicken restaurant. So, I mean, you know me, if he's going to be there, I'm going. So you go. Was he there? And, oh, he was there and there was a lot of people there. Like, News cameras, oh. everything. Oh, okay. And I mean, talking bodyguards, like four guys in suits. So it was like a press day. I don't know if it was a press day. It was a press day, so all the, everybody's told. Yes, Scuba? Yeah, it's a press day. He was he was in town filming stuff for Dinosh Dives and Drives and all that, and they're doing a press thing about his chicken restaurant. Okay. And so I was like, man, well, I got to go. And so I went to get an interview. So what are the... 
I went to get an interview because I got to go. <laughs> Doesn't sound But he had no like press credentials. No, I just had me in a t-shirt and shorts and flip-flops okay. and just walked in with my, my iPhone. Okay. Nothing official. Just really just walked into the chicken restaurant and just planted myself against the wall and... Boom. I, I hid behind the TV cameras. Okay, when you have to hide to get an interview, this also... <laughs> hey, Mike, can I read where it says off-air note? Can I read that on the air? Or no? Scuba? That's just that's just context for you. That that kind of gives everything away. It do, oh, it does. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, so I'm going to hit the clip. What do I need to say before I play the clip? I mean, let's just say that he was... <laughs> just he, he was about to do some stuff. Why do we say let's just say? Why does he do okay, this? Just say. He, he was about to do stuff for TV. Like, they had all the news ch- channels there, and I was like, you guys wait. I got my stuff. And he didn't know you were talking. He had no okay, idea who we, I was. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> Make sure you're listening to the Bobby Bone Show. I don't know who you are, but you are in my face more than anybody. So, Jay, Jay, at least explain to me who you are. My name is, yeah, I'll tell you. No, I know who Bobby Bones is. I don't know who he is. I'm Lunchbox. I'm on the morning show. Lunchbox, you better be legit. If you're you're in my grill about all this, I'm going to find the governor. Listen, I am 100% legit. We're on 175 markets all over, babe. Let's go. What do you want? Hey, just make sure you're listening. This is Guy Fieri, and you're listening to Bobby Bones. Get my name right. Get my name right. There you go. I know. I know. He just got it wrong. So this is Guy Fieri. Don't listen to Lunchbox because he gets my name wrong every time. But you know what I'm listening to? The Bobby Bones Show. Now, come on, Lunchbox. Oh, no. Whoa, what about that? Got him to do a liner for the show. I'm embarrassed that my name... (sighs) It's okay. It wasn't you. Hey, how It's like I'm sending out my henchmen. Yeah. It's like I'm one of the villains in Marvel sending out one of the guys to beat up the superhero. And he knows you. He said, I know who Bobby Bones is. Wait, guys, were you not impressed? No. That I thought, hey, let me get a liner from him. Like, he has his back to me, and I just go up and I start tapping him on the shoulder. My guts are cringing on (laughs) that But how is that that a liner? Because it wasn't very clean. Does it get worse? No, added to the list. Oh, you added to the list of the cringiest moments? Oh, my gosh. Which we'll do maybe later today or tomorrow. Um, No, I don't understand. You didn't think that was good? No. Hey, when he said you were all up in his grill, like, what are you doing? I tapped him on the shoulder. Oh, like, hey, oh, man, you touched, you touched him? Oh, and I said, hey, say you're listening uh, to the Bobby Bone Show. Okay. Say, okay. I was trying to get him to say that he listens to the Bobby Bone Show. I yeah. thought that was cool. I like, you know how you say, oh, this is Jason Aldean. You're listening to the Bobby Bone Show. <laughs> I thought it'd be cool to have Guy Fieri do it. I like that you're trying to say his name to his accent. Yeah. Well, because I said it wrong, and he goes, get my name right. Oh, God. Okay. So then. And oh, why are oh, you saying more? how many markets were in? Yeah, that's best. Uh, why? That's too. If you're like. No, he's like, are you legit? I'm like, dude, we're way legit. And that, but they don't under, that doesn't But I don't even mean think that number's else. right, honestly. And I think you're just yelling a number. I am. Yeah, Make it sound I think, big. I think it's more than it that. It is. And but then, you don't need oh, to yell. Oh, it is? It's like, more than that? I yeah. should say more. I'll write that <laughs> yeah. down next time. But also, he's in syndication, and he's probably he's in like massive. every right, so market then, in the world. Right, that's what I'm saying. So he appreciates no. syndication. He, under, he but, understands okay. big time. Okay. Let us play the next clip. Okay, can I describe the scene now? Okay. okay. He is standing against a wall. Let's just say. No, no, this, this is not. No, let's not. Let's just say. Let's this just is, say. Let's 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 talk about it. So he's about to take questions from all these cameramen, mm. like local news stations. And I'm like, they're gonna ask dumb questions. So I just turned around the iPhone, started selfie mode, and I did an interview with him, me and him, without the news cameras. Did he know you were doing? No, oh. I just started yelling at him. Okay. okay. All right, go. I'm hanging out with Guy. I'm hanging out with Guy. You guys don't believe me and Guy are best friends, right, Guy? Best friends. Who, who, who? This guy is out of control. No, no, I'm just excited. You have your dishwasher shift that starts at half hour. I, I know. That's why I got to get out of here quickly, but I just wanted to make sure everybody knew we're friends. We're friends, right? Say we're friends. 
Yeah, do not start. Do not start this. Lunchbox and Guy are good friends. Oh. Lunchbox is out of control. Now, you all know that. But Guy, my question is, okay, look, if you want to come to my house and cook Mother's Day and get me out of the doghouse, how much would it cost? Let's see, how much do you already owe me from the last one? Um, well, the seventy-five hundred you owe me from the last one, so probably with another seventy, it's gonna be it's gonna be up there around twenty grand. Lunchbox. That's cool. Yeah, no two-party out-of-state check again. No, hey, no problem. Can you change the kids' diapers also while we're there? He's out on that. And that's when what? the security guard came up and said, okay, you're done, sir. Oh, no. And you got kicked out? Yeah. Change diapers. How yeah, it's like, poor great guy, was poor that? Poor guy doesn't want, he's trying to be a super nice guy and play along so you can get, they can remove you. And he's like just trying to joke and it's really not, a, like you're not presenting him a good canvas to joke back to. And then you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was I mean, how great was that? <laughs> no. And I, I thought they would it. give me some of the chicken guy chicken when I was on my way out, but they didn't give me any chicken. Yeah, you weren't walking out on your own power, though. They don't usually give parting gifts you to people. Being they have to escorted. <laughs> yeah, they don't oh. throw you out the door and give you a gift bag. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Right. thanks for causing a ruckus. <laughs> Sorry we had to kick you out. Here's some chicken. That's true. That His vibe happened. was like, it's like he was sending a message to his team. This guy's out of control. Ha ha ha. Like that means get him. How out of here. great was that? I don't know. That's yeah. not the word I would it use. It wasn't great, man. That's not the word. Really? Well, thank you for this exclusive interview. I wonder if we submit it for like an ACM if we'll win. You know, behind the scenes. <laughs> biggest <laughs> interviews. But you don't think guy guy had fun? No, I think he was quite annoyed and and was a great sport about it. I mean, because yeah. the I will be honest, one of the news cameras was like, "Hey, man, you, you, you're in my shot. You're in my. I'm like, I don't care about your shot. Yeah. Like, I'm not worried about you. You got him. Buddy. I, I got me and Guy here. Me and Guy are having your a best one on friend. one. Hey, Guy, we're best friends, right? <laughs> and, right, 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 Guy. And I got him okay. to give me daps. He I got in the video. Say. You'll see him give me daps. It, man, hard hitting interview. Wow. Lunchbox, thank you, Guy Fury. I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but thank you. And sorry. For not killing him. <laughs> we apologize. And, and very sorry about that, that you had to go through that. That is something else. But diners, what is it again? And go to Di- Guy's Chicken. Yeah, Chicken Guy. Chicken Guy. Oh, ch- I get it. Chicken Guy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a guy. chicken guy. Diners, dives, and drive-ins. That show's pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really, really good. good. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really good. Maybe just a little moderate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Lunchbox, thank you for that. You're welcome. It's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan number two. Coming in so hot at the number one spot. I mean, we just got hit up all over social media about this interview. Everybody loved it. So many people said it's their favorite one that's ever been on the show. And I have to agree. It was one of the best that we've definitely had in here of someone who just wanted to share their story and talk about everything that had happened in their life and what they're doing now His name's Jelly Roll. You might have heard him as a hip-hop artist or as a rock artist. He put out a country song. He's just doing so much stuff, and he has a really, really interesting story to tell, and he told it all to Bobby, and if you missed it at all, if you want to watch it, you can go to bobbybones.com or watch it, but definitely listen right now in case you missed it. Here is Jelly Roll. Number one. I saw that you have posted an announcement saying you're coming on the show. And that The Rock had liked it. Yes, sir. On your Instagram? Yes. How do you know The Rock? Uh, Dude, it's kind of weird. So, you know, The Rock has real Nashville roots. Like, super Nashville roots. So, he was like, I think he went to McGavick. So, he just keeps his, like, finger on the pulse of Nashville. Like, he's just, like, engulfed in the culture. And I think, like, a song of mine randomly came up on his place. It's like the most random occurrence ever. And somebody reached out and was like, yo, The Rock's going to post a video with one of your songs. I was like, please don't play with me. 
I was like, don't do that to me. It was like, I swear to God, this was like four or five years, six years ago. And he sure did. And ever since then, we've stayed in touch, man. He was the first person to congratulate me whenever I got invited to the Grand Ole Opry. And, and he congratulated you how? He uh, sent me a voice. He sends like the voice memos. That's like his thing. You know, he'll like. The, so you got a voice memo from The Rock? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I want to play it, but I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I mean. I, I, I listen to it every now and then to pump myself <laughs> up. It's like, it's like my pre-workout before I go get drunk because I don't work out. So right before I go to a bar, I'll listen to like a voice memo from The Rock and be like, let's go! <laughs> uh, Jelly Rolls with us. Let's talk about for the audience that hasn't uh, come across your music yet or who you are like what's up with the name jelly roll so i'm obviously looked the part and my mother named me that whenever i was a little chubby kid i've been fat my whole life and uh she started calling me jelly roll when i was young and i spent the next 30 years trying to grow into the name i think i've done it and uh yeah it just stuck and then i had a guy in high school that jokingly called me jelly roll he didn't know that was my house name and his name was one arm clay and you won't believe it but he had one arm <laughs> And uh, one arm Clay was like, we should call you Jelly Roll. I'm one arm Clay and you'll be Jelly Roll. I was like, my mama calls me Jelly Roll. And then once the high school starts calling you something, you know, that's, that's the kid in Caboodle. And so when did you start doing music? I started writing songs whenever I was like seven or eight. Uh, in the words of Brantley Gilbert, I didn't know I could sing, but I knew I could talk fast. So I wrote a lot of raps. What did it for me was my mother... First of all, my mother follows this show, and she only follows like six people, and I don't even think I'm one of them. I think it's like my three aunts, some dude that she shouldn't be following that has a six-pack in the Bobby Bones show. So if you want to put me on y'all's Instagram, that'd be fire. We will. We'll put you up there. But uh, yeah, it just kind of just came that way. So I do want to play some of this song, because it's such a good song. This is called Son of a Sinner, and I'm going to play it for you now from Jelly Roll. So it's kind of a different approach from you from what I've heard. Like, this is very emotional. You're singing. It's, I mean, it's a country song. Like, why create this song in this way? Well, I had a record. I've always wrote very cathartic music. My mother struggled with addictions and mental health issues when I was younger. She's a totally different woman now. But Bobby, she would listen to music and it would change everything. You know, she'd put old records on and smoke cigarettes and that old moo-moo and sit at the kitchen table and just white trash as could be, just singing along to Bob Seger or Waylon Jennings. And I just remember thinking, man, I want to make music that makes people feel like this music makes my mother feel. You know, had my mother had help from a doctor, I might have been a surgeon and had a six-pack and been called Slim Totem or something. But <laughs> it's uh, it just turned out the other way. So I've always kind of wrote real songs for real people has been my goal. And the country thing was just kind of me leaning into my roots. I was born and raised right here in Nashville. You know, it's every kid's dream in Nashville to some sort to be a country music artist. And it just kind of happened organically. Me and Ernest were in the studio, about as high as a hippie, about three sheets gone, and picked up a guitar and there it went. When you played the Opry, I think it was the end of last year, 2021, right? Yeah, that'd be a special moment, especially growing up here in Nashville. Yeah, it's like not only the historic side of country music, but it's the side of like driving by there my whole life. Dude, I remember the Grand Ole Opry house from the Screaming Delta Demon at Opryland. That is old school Nashville talk. Before that whack mall was there, that mall sucks. Before that mall was there, it was a theme park. You know what I mean? So we would watch it from the theme park, dude. It was like, I just remember as a kid just thinking, man, and 
yeah, it was just like a dream come true on all fronts. Did your family think it was super cool that you were performing in that circle? Oh, yeah. Dude, my mother came. My whole family came. It was a white trash bash, dude. We were all there. Everybody wore their Sunday best, man. You should have seen it. I bought a sports coat. It was big, dude. It was a big deal, man. My daughter got dressed up. It was huge for us. We don't dress up like that for funerals or weddings. I mean, it was that big of a deal. Were you nervous? I'm nervous now. This whole thing is unreal. You got to realize I'm a kid that was spent most of his juvenile life in jail. Dude, you are the Joe Rogan of country music. I am sitting on this is I am here. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you think I'm nervous of all this? You know, I don't want to cuss. But yeah, this is all <laughs> my nervousness makes me want to start spouting out of the mouth. <laughs> what is it about now that I mean, because you're. Uh, I'll just say you're kind of blowing up more mainstream than ever. Like, what is it about this chapter of your life that is creating this for you now? Um, I think it's the 10 year overnight success story, right? It's the kid that slept in a van and did 230 shows a year for a hundred dollars a show. I, dude, I used to open up for a pack of bubble gum and a bag of bud. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think it's just years of writing a thousand songs and thousands of songs and, just kind of coming here, and I don't know. I think it's getting the opportunity to sit in places like this and tell my story that's probably helping the most because when you look at me, you probably don't expect to hear from me what you hear, you know? So what is your story? I mean, if someone said, hey, man, we're thinking about doing uh, a book with you, right? Are you considering it? I Well, let's hear, let's hear your story. Like, <laughs> okay. What is, and, and you know, you can tie it up a bit, but what is your story that you think inspires so many people? I want y'all to be clear. Bobby Bones just signed me to a book publishing deal on this show, y'all. <laughs> So in a nutshell, I'm from Antioch, Tennessee. I grew up in a middle, lower class community. My father was a hardworking uh, meat salesman. He ran a meat company called D Ford Sausage and D Ford Wholesale Meats. It's our family name. On the side, he booked bets. My mother struggled with addiction. Um, I was the youngest of four. I never controlled the radio. That's the reason that I make the kind of music I make now. And uh, at about the age of 14, I started making a series of decisions that would lead to what we call the revolving door of the judicial system. And I spent probably 12 years in and out of that system, probably nine years in, three years out, you know, the old do a year in, three months home, two years in, four months home kind of thing. And uh, I won't even talk about the crimes because I don't think there's no glory in them and I'm not proud of them, but it is a part of my story. And it's also too many to list on this show. <laughs> but um, I, uh, yeah, man, I had a Damascus Road experience in the old Baptist term. On May 22nd, 2008, I was at CSA on Harden Place right down the street from here. I was in cell 223, and a guard knocked on my door, and it told me that I had had a daughter. Mm. And I knew that I'd heard that I'd got a young woman pregnant during one of my outs, or ins, I guess, in that case. But <laughs> I had, um, but I, when I was back in jail, the baby was born, and I just remember thinking, man, I, you know, I had a good father. He was a hustler, but he was a really good man. And I was like, I want to be a good father. You know, and I didn't I didn't have any skill sets. I'd never had a job. I'm, I'm still to this day not qualified to do much more than talk to you and sing. And I was like, well, I know I can do music. So I came home and started selling CDs off of spindles and mixtapes out of trunks and doing shows and, you know, selling a little bag of bud here and there when I had to. But I got away from real criminal nefarious activities. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of led to here. Now I'm sitting here at the Bobby Bones show, you know, ready to talk to Lunchbox about drinking tequila. Are you a big tequila drinker? Oh, goodness. Is that, is that the drink? Oh, boy, listen. Oh. It's like when you <laughs> blow the whistle and a dog hears, and he's the only one in the room that hears it. Can we? Are we shooting some? 
You got some? It's not this early, okay. no. <laughs> it's like, morning time. He gets excited. He's like, oh, well, good morning. Right. <laughs> I, was like, I thought this was where you busted out the bottle. Like, well, coincidentally, The Rock sent us some Terramana. I was going to be like, yes! You have a lot of face tattoos. I do. How many on your face? I never counted. Well, Should if we? I'm guessing, well, some of them connect, right? When you have to commit to your first face tattoo, is that a big decision? I was too young to commit to anything when I did that, for what it's worth. What was the first one? Uh, I think I had the cross and the teardrop at the same time when I was one of my stints on a state-funded vacation. Oh, you had them done in prison? Oh, yeah. I didn't seem safe. No, 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 but it's, it's the safest thing there. Oof. You think that's not safe? You should see the stuff that happens in prison. Then, Bobby, good. let me tell you, oh, that right there is grade oh, A Lord. safety, buddy. Let me tell you, that that would pass the commission. The CDC would approve compared to the other stuff happening in there. Well, you have a rose up near your, uh, above your left eye, I and did. that connects down to what is that? It's a heart with a locket. And at this point, you've seen it so many times. It's probably just your face, right? Well, I see it backwards too. So you know, you got to think when you're telling me something's on. I don't know what side what's on. I'm, you have one that goes down. Bobby Bones is reading me. Just I don't for know the audience, y'all are just I'm, listening. I'm being read I right want to now. describe to our audience. He also has one that's like a straight line going down into his left eye, and it comes down below, all yeah, the way down. Yeah, that's the clown. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the word above the eyebrow? Uh, my son, Noah. Okay. Yep, yep. And this is ignorance on my part, but we've always heard that the teardrops, like if you have a teardrop and oh, it's not filled in. Oh, no. Well, I'm just asking. Oh, I don't no. know. Again, yeah. ignorance. Oh, no. You can teach me. If it's not filled in, you attempted to kill someone and were unsuccessful. If it's filled in, it was a success. No comment. That's why you don't answer no, that joking, question. I'm anyway. joking. Oh, my God. I'm joking. He goes I'm being to jail facetious. Now the show. I'm being facetious. <laughs> oh, no. Minor for the tears we'll never forget we shed. See? Powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I asked. <laughs> Jelly rolls in studio, which, I, uh, by the way, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> this is uh, awesome. Which, by the way, uh, Dead Man Walking, number one uh, rock song. As of today. So, I thought that's why we were shooting tequila, and you, 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 you muffed the punt. Son you of a sinner. Me. <laughs> most added. Dead Man Walking, number one on the rock chart. Do we have a clip of that, Ray? Same album. Here it is. And you would you consider yourself first and foremost a hip hop artist? No, 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 dude. I consider myself a singer songwriter. I guess I just knew you from doing hip hop first, though. I know, ain't and, that crazy? And it's you being a hip hop artist, and then the rock stuff, and now the country stuff. But I think that's that's the attitude. Like you're just creating based on what you feel. Just make just make real music for real people. I call it therapeutic music, Bobby. It's just important. Some music's meant to be heard, and some music's meant to be felt. And I hyper focus on making music to people can feel. You know, it's kind of the Willie Nelson effect. I'm a well, he wasn't big, but I'm a big jovial guy in real life. You know, kind of a hippie, but. Willie wrote the saddest songs, and I feel like that's kind of where, when I get in that studio, my wife calls it my uh, confessional booth. It's kind of my therapy. Do you ever confess to something, and she's like, I didn't know that? No, 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 dude. We're best friends, dude. I, I can't surprise that woman with anything. I wish I could surprise her. We've lost all surprise. I, she, she helps me find bulls on my butt. I mean, we're as close as you could be. <laughs> I, okay. What? Boils yeah. on his butt. Like oh. they're so close, she'll look okay. and find them. Okay, yeah, okay got sure. it. Yep. Oh, wow. Thank you. The watch. The watch is screaming at me. Why? Thank you. Like it, that, I was hoping it would. Is that that? <laughs> That's is the that point. real? Yes, sir. Well, no. In case somebody wants to hit me in the head later, yeah, it depends on who's asking. I mean, that is a watch, and it looks loaded with diamonds. <laughs> yes, sir. Like that is. My uh, wife bought me this. Back to her. Shout out to my wife, Bunny. I love her to death. Your, but yeah. And your wife's name is Bunny. B U N N I E. 
And is that is it like Jelly Roll Bunny, or is her name really Bunny? Her name's Bunny. Yeah, she was Bunny before me. So you ever think about changing your name officially to Jelly Roll so it could be your legal name? I've thought about it, but I just I don't you know I don't like going I don't like paperwork. You probably could imagine. Yeah, I've considered making Bones my real middle name so I can use or if I run for office right. and I can officially use it. When you run for office... Can I be your running mate? No, you Did don't. I get a book deal and an offer to be a running mate in one show? Zero. Bobby, I'm blown away by this, Zero man. This chance. is more than I ever expected. <laughs> what are your live shows like? Like Incredible. Okay, Man, I, let I, me I, brag for a second. I'm a humble guy, but man, we turn that thing upside down. It is it, The live shows cover everything from old classic rock to hip-hop to country to soul. We do a little Motown in there. I mean, it is an incredible show. It's a live band, two guitars, bass, DJ to keep the old school hip hop element alive and well. More of an MC than a DJ, but he'll still scratch a little bit here and there. Drums, we do it right. Adding a steel player this year, it's going to be fire. You're adding a steel player. We are. Oh, that's awesome. We got a full blown country album in the works, baby. This wasn't this this. You know, make no mistake. It looks like a toe tap, but I'm finna do a cannonball in the country music bubble. I'm I'm on the way. I'm belly flopping. I saw that you and Brantley are doing some shows together. One of my favorite dudes on earth. So how did Brantley Gilbert? I guess he got in touch with you and said, hey, come do some shows with me. Yeah, he called me one night, which was like the craziest call ever. But I kept hearing around town, hey, man, you need to meet Brantley Gilbert, man. Y'all look like y'all get in trouble, and I love people I'll get in trouble with. And everybody kept telling him, hey, have you met Jelly Roll? Y'all should meet. And he finally, you know, I guess the word had traveled. He called me and said, hey, I want to do some shows next summer. And what's crazy is I had done a podcast with my wife a couple years earlier, and I was like, when it comes to doing shows, I think artists miss the old school approach of like doing it for people and doing it for the exposure. So I was like, if and I, th- this was two years ago on my wife's podcast, three years ago, I said, if Brantley Gilbert, Kid Rock, or Shine Down called me, I would not even ask what the amount of money was. I'd say, yes, I want to go on tour with them. And I'm literally doing 30 dates with Shine Down this year and like 10 dates with Brantley Gilbert. That's cool. Yeah, it was the, just a complete manifestation. So I'm I'm looking at you and you're in black and you got the chains on and the face tattoos and the the bling. Do you know we've met before? Oh yeah, no, I oh, see you. you. I try, I, listen, I tried to make them turn the golf cart around and chase you. But we've met, okay, and I didn't want to. I've met Jelly Roll playing golf before. Yeah, I was fixing to say this is the most memory I have. And was I was with Steve Hodges from and, Sony. Right, and he's like playing golf on a nice course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't want to blow up your spot and be like, I've seen Jelly Roll playing at a nice golf yeah. course. Oh, yeah. So are you are you a big golfer? It, well, I'm I'm big in golf, but I'm not a big golfer. <laughs> I'm not a good golfer, but I really enjoy, I enjoy anything that you can have a cocktail at 9 a.m. and people don't judge you. And golf is that sport. We've all been out there with an old man that ordered a Jack and Coke at 8.15 <laughs> in the morning. Nobody says nothing to that old man except for that's awesome, right? That only happens on tour in a golf course, you know? When I saw you, you were with a big record guy. Were you guys talking about this project now? Or no, just, we're just, just hanging. Life? No, I was already, I'd already uh, signed with Broken Bow at that time. And we were just, you know, I love Hodges, man. He's a good dude. And, you know, I've got a, you know, just good dude, man. He's fun to golf with. I, I, we, we play good together. And I'll also gas him up and get him drunk on that back nine. And I think people intentionally bring me out on days when they want to get loose. Whenever you have to go to the golf course, though, you know, it's... Tucked in, you got your nice. Because I saw you looking like a golfer. Yes, sir. Does that feel foreign with the collared shirt? Oh yeah, I never look goofier. Yeah, I've never looked goofier, man. I, I'm telling you, I don't wear collared shirts for nothing but the opera. I didn't even wear them to court. How many times do you think you've been to court? Oh, fifty. Mm. Easy, a hundred. 
I, well, I couldn't even imagine. If we get serious for a second, what would you say to a kid now that's listening to this at 14, 15 years old that maybe is not growing up in the most ideal situation and has to make some tough choices right now like you did? Man, it's, if we can get serious about that subject, we're doing a show later in Nashville this year, a big show, and I'm donating 100% of the money from the show to help build a music program in the juvenile here in Davidson County, and I'm matching it with my own money dollar for dollar. So should, you're raising should, money and then matching the money you raise. Yes, sir. And I why, believe artists need to start stroking a check, man. I hate when artists just want to fundraise and they don't want to reach in their old precious bank account. Put your money where your mouth is, you know? And why is that important to you? Because I think these kids, when I was in juvenile, Bobby, nobody ever came to talk to me that I understood. Right? God bless them. The Gideons would come and they'd slide a Bible under the door. And I appreciate that because I read that Bible a thousand times. And they'd go, God bless you, young man. But, you know, it was an 80-year-old dude with a suit and tie that was disconnected by a door. Nobody comes through and gives these kids hope. And I've been to the adult prison and I've been to the juvenile prison. The adult prison is full of a bunch of grown men who need to figure out a way to break a cycle. The juvenile is full of a bunch of young kids that don't think they know any better. They don't know any better. You know, and I'm a big advocate for justice reform because when I was 16, I made a decision that I'm not proud of, but ended up getting charged as an adult. And here I stand in front of you 20 years removed from that decision. I'm not allowed to carry a firearm. I'm not allowed to vote. I just had to fight tooth and nail to get a passport. I'm missing millions of dollars in Canada that I'll never be able to go get because of a decision I made 20 years ago. I was 16 years old, dude. I mean, I don't know if I can say this, but I hadn't I hadn't even started sprouting hair down there. You know, and here I was being charged as a full-blown addict. I couldn't buy a pack of cigarettes, but you justified my my criminal act is enough to charge me as an adult. I'm, I'm super passionate about that. These kids need chances. They need to see outside of their environment. I have people right now, Bobby, that are from my neighborhood that never left my neighborhood. They watch the Tennessee Titans on TV, and I call them now that I'm successful. I'm like, I'll take you to a game. They're like, no, I'm cool. I'm like, you know that stadium's 11 minutes from your house. Never seen it. They don't know anything past that environment. Nobody ever comes through and tries to help these kids, man. And I, that's what I'm the most passionate about, and that's what I want to help with the most. And I'm going to put my money where my mouth is when it comes to it. What about your kids? How do you how do you plan to be a good dad and use what you've been through as an example to your kids? My daughter is almost – she'll be 14 this month. And her mother had got into a bout with heroin and had a rough addiction and we ended up getting custody of her her and my man my wife eight or nine years ago i have my daughter all the time she flies out on weekends i mean i I seen her this morning on the way to school i'll be the first thing she sees when she comes home from school and to me parenting is just about honesty you know it's just about being really honest and having open dialogue these kids are exposed to stuff so much faster than we were because of the internet. Dude, back whenever I wanted to get a little risky, I had to go put together pieces of magazines, right? You know, I had to go find them in various spots. You know, these kids are exposed to so much stuff. And uh, to me, it's just about being honest and having a dialogue. My, my daughter is, is like, I call her my little road dog. That's my little homie. You know, that's my, my little best friend. And we talk like that. And every now and then, you got to be dad. You got to growl and show your teeth. But ultimately, it's just about bringing her along the way and keeping her as close as you can and just kind of watching it grow. Sounds like honesty is a massive part of who you are. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, I, Lunchbox has met me outside of here. Same guy that's sitting here, same guy I was there, you know. Where'd you guys meet? Well, uh, softball. We played softball together and we drank a lot. We did. It's factual. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, was, I was excited to bring this up. <laughs> you, play, you play softball, you play golf. 
Yeah. Where are you doing the equestrian? Dude, like, I'm an that? oversized. <laughs> Listen, I am an athlete in an alcoholic's body, Bobby. I'm trying to tell you, man, I have, I hit a bomb, didn't I? I you hit did. a stinger, dude. I had the most famous base hit in celebrity softball history. I was one of the celebrity games. Yeah. I thought yeah. you guys were in like a secret league or something. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we don't. We play on Tuesday nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we bowl on Wednesdays. Come hang out. We'll talk about that book. <laughs> Jelly Rolls here with us. Congra- again, congratulations on Dead Man Walking. Thank you, sir. Being the number one song. It's, it's great. Son of a Sinner. Again, most added at Country Radio, and you have a whole country album coming out. I do. Yeah, me and Brantley have been writing a lot, me and Ernest. I got some stuff in the, in the kettle pot, man. I'm, I'm cooking, baby. Well, we're going to play Son of a Sinner now. But, man, just appreciate you coming in. You know, I think you got you have a great message. I think you can speak to the people that you want to speak to. And, again, you're probably one of the only people that can. Right. You know, because unless you come from something – you almost don't want to listen to people lecture you. Yeah. You know, I, I'm from a very small town uh, in Arkansas, and it's like people don't understand unless they've experienced it. Right. So I appreciate your message, and I think you're probably reaching a lot of people um, when others can't. So, and you had to go through a lot to actually get that message and, and gather those tools. But man, it's good to see you here. I feel good, dude. I'm a huge fan of the show. My mama's a fan of the show. We're all like, this is a big deal, man. We're keeping up with the, the big acting debut, and <laughs> I'm looking forward to drinking with Lunchbox again. I'm, I'm, I'm totally in the know of this show. This isn't, I didn't do research on the way in. I literally, I seen Luke Combs sit in his seat, and I was like, we're getting close. I'm bigger than Luke, but it looks like he's comfortable in it. So now that I'm in it, I feel great, and I, I'd, I'd love to come back and talk again. And one thing you're always going to get from me, Bobby, for better or worse is honesty and real and I, I do want to be a voice for the voiceless i do want to help the people that you know the, the, the music's here to help and uh i think that's what music did for me to this day music helps me through my darkest moments we got three minutes as songwriters to change the way people feel or to ride with them in the darkest moment or the best moment of their life and i take those three minutes more than i more serious than i take anything else in my life i appreciate that and at jelly roll 615 if you want to follow him it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. All right, y'all. Thanks for hanging out with me. That was a great time on this Best Bits where it's just the bits and also on the Best Bits where I talked to Lunchbox and we caught up on life. So make sure you listen to both of them. They are all a good time. And if you have missed some, we've made sure that they are just the interviews behind the scenes with everybody else on the show. You'll catch things with Amy, Eddie, Scuba Steve, Abby, Ray, Mike D, and of course Lunchbox from this weekend. So make sure you catch up on past Best Bits as well. They're all there for you guys to listen to. I hope you have a fabulous week. Weekend. I love y'all. Goodbye. The Bobby Bones Show. Bones. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.
Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.